0: Welcome to the Jim and Amy Experience the podcast, where we talk about our adventures and experiences in life. Today, we're talking about a topic that's close to our hearts: learning new languages as adults.
1: That's right. Actually, we recently—well, Jim has been learning uh, new languages for a while, and I just recently picked up a new language myself, and it's—it's um, it's actually been very rewarding, I have to say.
0: Yeah, I, I me too. Uh, I, I've been, I. I decided to learn Spanish as an adult, even though I was never really successful at learning languages, even when I've lived in other countries. Uh, So a couple of years ago, I picked up Rosetta Stone and I have been using that pretty strictly for about an hour a day for the past two years. And even though I don't feel comfortable conversationally in Spanish, I do feel pretty strongly about my vocabulary and just being able to read and say back like, some Spanish words, I think I could get around in uh, Mexico or another Spanish-speaking country uh, through by, by reading signs or reading a menu at this point.
1: That's actually great. And um, I have, well, first of all, um, I speak two different languages right now. Um, I speak English, and I also, uh, I speak Chinese. And Chinese is actually my native language. And so I recently picked up Japanese, and I have tried to study Japanese a long time ago, probably I'll say about 20 years ago, and and I just uh, didn't really get into it at the time, and I just recently picked that up again. And it has been very good, and I this time I think I got a lot out of it, and I'm still very early on, like in my language journey right now. And I just start to learn how to count one to 100. Um, <laughs> but but it is rewarding. Um, every day, I try to take some time out of my day to study the language. And it really kind of helped me to um, it helps my brain to to kind of um, switch gear to something different than what I normally do uh, for for my job and other things.
0: You know, when I went looking for a language to learn, I did some research ahead of time. It wasn't just that I picked Spanish out of a hat. And uh, I, I, at first, I, I googled what's the most commonly spoken language in the world because I thought in my head, well, maybe I can learn that language. And it turns out that it's—I uh, already speak it. English is the most commonly spoken second language in the world, and Chinese is the most commonly spoken language. In population-wise. However, uh, of course, Chinese is primarily spoken – the language itself is spoken in one country. So um, I know I wanted to travel to more than one country and so uh, I decided to Google how – you know what's the most common language across countries? And it turns out that Spanish is actually the most common language in the world – Uh, when you look at countries. So uh, there are more countries that speak Spanish as a first language than any other language. And again, if you can speak Spanish and English, and maybe some French, then there are a lot of places that you can go in the world. But I'm glad that you and I are actually learning different languages because then as we travel the world together, at least one of us will always be able to know what's going on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And for me, uh, picking Japanese, I think it's... A little bit out of laziness, maybe, (laughs) Um, or trying to be go easy on myself, because in Japanese, uh, kanji is actually uh, Chinese characters. And a lot of official um, signs and things like that in Japan are written in kanji. So... I guess, you know, if I just go to Japan today without knowing any Japanese, I can probably read, you know, about 30 percent of uh, the written signs Uh, going to the subway. I can probably be okay, um, and that kind of things. But I do want to learn more about the language and because we do want to go to Japan, we we would definitely want to travel to Japan, if not, you know, staying there for a few months. Um, So I think Knowing the language is very important, and you know, like I said, I'm pretty much already know, you know, thirty percent of it, like re- like written. So um, that's why I picked Japanese. And just like Jim said, with English, um, Spanish, Chinese, and Japanese, we can pretty much travel to a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, be able to understand and converse with uh, the locals there.
0: You know, and also you bring up a very interesting point about writing, which is another one of the reasons that I decided to go with Spanish is because it shares a common writing system as English. I already know the Spanish alphabet, if you will. It's, uh, It's just the Roman alphabet that so many other languages use also. If you want to learn French or Italian or German, then we all share that same alphabet. So the writing system is much easier to learn. If I was going to learn Chinese, it would be a completely different, completely alien writing system. Uh, so I think that for Japanese, that gives you a little, little bit of a head start. And for any English speaker who's learning another European-based language, it's uh, it gives us a head start, too. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, I, I mentioned uh, kanji in Japanese is actually the Chinese characters. But um, the other two different type of characters in Japanese, they also are very similar or have a root in kanji. So I am learning to write some of the characters as well now. Um, And uh, it it does help a lot, uh, knowing Chinese and uh, to to try to learn Japanese. So before we go, you know, um, further, should we talk about like the the benefits of uh, learning a new language as an adult? Yeah,
0: why don't we talk about those?
1: Because I think that's that's kind of important. So both of us, you know, we're, we're middle aged. People and uh, as we get older, our brain function kind of tend to diminish a little bit, and also, you know, when we get really old, um, there are chances of develop uh, dementia and things like that. So, I think learning a new language is actually um, helps you to develop. Or improve your memory and also your cognitive functions and also to delay some of the age-related dementia or even Alzheimer's?
0: You know, I think that's true. There's a lot of research that shows that learning new skills and continuing to make those connections in your brain uh, really delays some of those age-related uh, problems that people have like dementia and um, yeah, so I wanna kick that stuff down the can- down the road as far as possible and if learning a new spending an hour a day on my brain, just like maybe I spend an hour a day working out is uh in order to keep myself healthy as I get older. I'll do that. I'll do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I do have some family history of uh, you know, dementia and things like that in my grandparents and stuff, so um I do want to really delay that as much as I can, um, because yeah, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna be you know uh, at sixty or seventy and start to to forget things and can't remember you know where I am and or or even can't able or not able to speak um, and things like that. So
0: yeah, and honestly, it does help your, you. Know, like you'll notice it right away, just like you do when you lift weights and you get stronger. You do notice that your your memory seems to start improving as you're developing new vocabulary and. Uh, but yeah i'll tell- you, I will tell you this though, like when it comes to the process of learning a new language, it's not easy, but we forgot most people forget how difficult it was to learn the your your native language when you were first learning it too. Think about all those kindergarten teachers or first grade teachers that are out there that are struggling to get kids to read books or or whatever in in you know a language and and they're kicking and screaming about it but um not everybody. I mean some, some kids really take to reading uh, very easily. I know I did, but some kids don't. And when you're learning a new language, especially as an adult, sometimes you have to return to that mindset that you had when you were six or seven years old and pick up easy to read books that are in that language uh, and start start reading sentences, start reading pages and start uh, you know watching cartoons or something whatever you enjoy that's in that language that you can you can watch with the subtitles on. That's a, that's a good start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mentioned earlier that I I speak uh, both Chinese and English. And English is my second language, actually. And I learned English when I was a teenager. I really learned English when I was a teenager. Uh, even though when I was very young, um, my parents put me in English classes to learn English. But I just always thought that was really stupid, a really stupid idea because I would never speak that language. (laughs) Um, But fast forward a few years, uh, I find myself here in the U.S. and uh, uh, have no idea how to say anything. So um, really, for me, learning English as a teenager, um, I think it's it's just, you know, being immersed in the language, in the environment. Um, I remember sitting at the dining room table and just watching um, soap operas because when I first came here I didn't go to school and for the first month or two and uh, I literally just sat there and watched uh, soap operas and I had no idea what they were saying but I kind of can see like through their actions maybe what they're doing and I kind of just you know in that way I sort of subconsciously learned the language and um, and also watching you know all kinds of tv like um i don't know threes company chip <laughs> like all of those tv shows you know back in the in the uh late 80s early 90s so that that's kind of how i learned a second language
0: you know and i i do want to put this out there you didn't come to the united states and learn english as a, t- a small child like you were already a late in life teenager uh when you came to the united states and you didn't speak english so it's not like you. Your English level today is equivalent to a native, you know. Whereas you actually didn't start learning English until much later. So,
1: yeah, I think, like I said, being immersed in the environment really helped. Because um, right now, I, you know, I'm I'm learning Japanese, but I am not immersed in that environment. I don't have anyone that speaks Japanese around me, and it makes it uh, much harder. Um, to To really improve, um, and I think, but you know, th- there's always a, a process that you go through. But I think the more that I I learn, the more I watch. You know, like you said, like watch videos or watch uh, anime or shows and things like that. Then you can probably pick up more. And especially in today's world, there's so much information out there compared to when I was you know younger when I was first learning English. Um, There's a lot of resources out there that you can use. And Jim mentioned Rosetta Stone. Um, I also have a subscription to Rosetta Stone, and I use that to learn Japanese. And also there's um, another, uh, I think it's another, um, I don't know if a tool is the right word, but it's, it's called Japanese from Zero. And it's actually a show on YouTube that I watch and I learn with it. And uh, is this American guy who used to live in Japan and uh, and decides to um, uh, teach Japanese to non-Japanese speaking people? And there's a book that accompanies that lesson or his class. So I find that to be very useful. Yeah, I think
0: that you can pretty much turn on YouTube. 24-7 in whatever language that you're wanting to learn and you can be immersed in it. And here's another here's another just a little tip. This is not sponsored or anything else by, by anything. It just happens to be something that I use. And there's a, a Chrome extension called Reactor that um, you can download and install on Chrome. And then you can play YouTube videos or Netflix videos. I'm not sure if it works with anything else, but I know it works with YouTube and with Netflix. Um, And what it will do is, if there are subtitles in English and the language that you're wanting to learn, and you can select from a menu from the languages, then it will display both of those subtitles Uh, While you're watching a a Netflix show or or something on YouTube, if it's available on that stream, you know, so like it won't generate it itself. But if you're watching a Spanish language um, television show that has Spanish subtitles available and English subtitles available, then it'll display both of those. And I actually found that to be extremely useful. Uh, because I would focus on the Spanish subtitles to supplement me, you know, what I'm hearing. And I just, because I'm older, I don't hear as much. And so I'm much better at reading Spanish than I am at hearing it. Um, but if there was a word that I didn't know, then I could look down on real quick on the English subtitles, figure out what that word was, and then just kind of keep going with the show. I didn't have to constantly pause it and look up the word to figure out what it meant and then go back to the show. So that was, that was beneficial. It makes things faster.
1: Also, you did some tutoring online as well right
0: that's also true again, not sponsored, but uh, I use a site called italki, uh, which is fantastic. It is awesome and it 's pretty inexpensive depending on the language that you want to learn for for spanish it's for spanish um, what what basically the site does is it connects you with an online tutor and you have a video session with them for thirty minutes or an hour depends on how long how much time that you're paying for. Um, and costs are relatively cheap. I think the lowest that I paid was five dollars and probably the most that I paid was about15 dollars for an hour. Uh, but the different tutors have different uh, different you know costs attached to them. And you just reserve your time ahead of time and you block it out however long you want. Um, and go ahead and, and, and you know pay the fee. And the tutor will log on at that time through the website. You log on at that time through the website. Both of you have a conversation in your target language, and for about thirty to thirty minutes to an hour, and you get to actually speak to a native speaker. It was fantastic. It was perfect.
1: And they have different languages, right? They have all all kinds of languages on there
0: they do they, they actually have just a ton of languages they, they have a ton of languages so yeah whatever you're looking for i'm sure you can find it
1: yeah i think i i will try that when i get to that stage because right now like i said i'm still a very basic a very introductory level learner of japanese so when i get to that level where i can uh, converse a little bit then i think i'll try that service too
0: but you know what? Like, I know that you're not a big anime fan, but you do have one anime that you really like to watch, right?
1: I do. Yeah, I I, I like to watch uh, uh, Black Butler. It's a it's a really fun. It's yeah. It's it's about this little kid and his butler, and uh, but yeah. Anyway, I don't want to give I don't want to give away too much about the show, but it's a it's a really fun kind of anime, um, suspense and kind of mystery. Altogether.
0: So, see, there there's a TV show that you can watch in, in Japanese and and uh, get some some quality like listening time in to hear the language. So that's awesome. That's
1: true. That's true. Because right now, so far, I've been watching it with um, I think it's dubbed into English. That's what that's what I've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on a different network you can watch with subtitles. So I believe I'm watching on Hulu right now, and uh, that's dubbed into English. All right. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have. And uh, we hope you enjoyed us talking about learning a new language. And, uh, you know, some of these resources we talked about, if you are interested in learning a new language, uh, definitely check them out. Um, We talked about Rosetta Stone, uh, italki, and also on YouTube. Uh, There's a lot of different resources. If you're specifically looking for Japanese, I would say uh, Japanese from zero is a great resource. resource on youtube um as well as the book and uh did i miss anything else
0: no I, I think we just about covered it
1: all right well thank you folks and make sure you visit us on our website the jim and amy and follow us on facebook and twitter at the jim and amy experience and uh we'll see you next week all right see you then all right bye-bye